to another edition of the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about video games and dying in North Carolina. My name is Bob. And my name is Matt. And we're going to talk about video games. But first, we're going to discuss a recent experience that Matt had in the great state of North Carolina. Matt, what happened to you? (laughs) Uh, We're recording this a week early, but this past week I had to go out to North Carolina for a work trip. And... um, I was in Greensboro and went out for barbecue with some of my coworkers the day before a big meeting with a client. And you do not eat meat, right? I don't eat meat, no. But I do eat fish sometimes, and so I got some catfish. <laughs> Uh-oh. You got catfished in North I Carolina. Catfish in, well, I don't know whether this catfish and everything else I ate that night had just been, like, prepared in the stomach of a pig or... Like I like it could have been that everything was like deep fried in pig fat, or it could be that I legitimately just got food poisoning from something like salmonella or something that was in there. But later that night, as the election results came started coming in, I started feeling ill, and it wasn't because the blue wave wasn't as big as we'd anticipated. <laughs> I, I spent that entire night vomiting violently into a toilet of a Marriott. It's so funny because. Uh, when I went to Asia, this is like four years ago. Yeah. Um, I was going throughout Asia and I was like, man, there's a lot of fish here. That's really good. I've been a vegetarian for like eight years at this point. I should, uh, eat fish on this trip because it's going to be really hard to find vegetarian food. And like these cultures don't necessarily have like a tradition of vegetarian food in certain cases. So I should just try eating fish, uh, because they make a lot of fish here. And I want to say it might've been a catfish as well. But my first night in um, in Vietnam, I had some fish and I vomited the most propulsive, like percussive puking I have ever had. Just violent uh, all night long. It was night. It was explosive. It was all coming out. It was not going in. Really violent. And, and I don't think that that was prepared with meat. So I wonder if it's something where your body just rejects the fish after a certain amount of time aren't no but i eat fish more regularly than that and aren't catfish like maybe just really dirty fish people always say that because like they just eat trash off the bottom of the river but you sounded like you had a butt there but it's so (laughs) people always say some of my best friends are catfish so (laughs) no i don't know i mean certainly catfish have a negative reputation because of their shenanigans online where they convince people that they're women yeah well that's always been a problem yeah they got that mtv show out of it though so that's good um but yeah north carolina seems bad for me i've been in north carolina like four times and each time, one time I had a gun pointed at me. Are you serious? Yes, you've heard this story. Before. I have not heard this yes, story. No. Yeah, some friends and I pulled over, and a guy came out of came out of nowhere. You and, have not told me this story. Oh, well, anyway, you pulled over on the street. We pulled over on the side of this um, dirt dirt road called Ollie Lane. I'll always remember the name of the road. Yeah, and you're Ollie. We were going to remember were, it. We were lost because this was in the days before GPS. And we pulled over to the side of the road to check a map, and this guy came running right leg down the road towards us. He had a hand behind his back, and then he pulled out a gun and pointed it at us and told us to get out of his, to get away from his road. <laughs> he was going to put a bullet in our heads. So did you choose to greet or antagonize this individual? 
I just kind of like pressed buttons and wasn't really sure and accidentally shot him. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. That's a joke for people who have been playing Red Dead Redemption 2, a popular cowboy video game that has been discussed on this very podcast. Yeah. Do you uh, want to talk about it some more? Because frankly, I don't have a whole lot to say other than that it continues to be very meh. You've me. been playing it though. Oh, I've continued playing it. I finally cleared some story missions that felt like they should have come, I don't know, like five hours earlier mm -hmm. that kind of like, you know, finally there was drama. There was finally something happening and there tends to be an overall lack of drama in this. And you know, Zelda, the, the narrative drama tends to just be what's over the next hill. Yeah. Uh, this world doesn't do that for me insofar as like, I'm super excited to see what's over the next hill. I'm more curious about the individual players and, and all of the, the various characters that you're hanging out with, but not so curious that I want to just walk around with them for hours and hours and hours and have them talk to me with like filler conversation. It's like I get that I, that's how they build character, but I think that like it becomes really bland to me, but I finally beat some story missions. They were, they were not necessarily fun to interact with cause they're again, just shooting galleries. Mm -hmm. But, um, there were some impressive and interesting visuals and the music was very good. The music continues to get better for me yeah. uh, the more I play it. And I uh, agree that the story is very slow. And I wonder if that's always been kind of a problem with Rockstar games, I feel like. There's so much filler is maybe part of it. Like, Because <sighs> yeah. even story missions are filler. They can be kind of fillery. I feel like uh, it's not so dissimilar from the way that storytelling in a lot of media has moved in the quote unquote golden age of television. And especially mm -hmm. with like Netflix, um, there's sort of this element where you feel as though creators expect you to give them about five hours of setup, just like as a given the, the 13 episode Netflix like season that is, has the content of a movie in it. Yeah. That, that could be shortened easily to a five, five hour miniseries. I agree that this is a real problem. I just recently watched daredevil season three. I don't know why I like Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> That's a good reason. Isn't um, and boy, is that just like treading water for the entire first eight episodes of it? Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what, uh, narrative has become in a lot of cases, just because, for whatever reason, people accept it. Well, people want content. They want to I, feel as though... I guess so. I think that that's it. And, I mean, people also want to feel satisfied by having, like, little... And I don't think this is a plot, this applies to Red Dead Redemption, but people want to have all of their little kind of, like, lore and and yeah. comic book references and previous well, there Star is always Wars film that. references included. Um, and, yeah, I, I've... I have not been doing as much of the story stuff. I've just been going all over the map and doing random stuff on my own. Sounds fun. Well, he, maybe something I should be doing. It's interesting to see how that differs from the story stuff because the story stuff is so constrained. And whenever I do a bunch of the story stuff, I start to feel like you on our previous episode where I feel like very constrained by it yeah. because the missions themselves will have a lot of kind of arbitrary fail states where it's like you need to kill two people who are in front of you and the designers of the mission will have anticipated that you will do it a certain way, like that you'll approach it stealthily. And functionally, it's really no different if I just walk up and shoot them. But if I like attempt to do that, it will go into a hard fail state and make you restart. 
Really? Yeah. There's a lot of things that I encounter like that where I'll see a guy at a distance and I'll say, oh, wow, like I've been told that, you know, he's wanted dead or alive or something. So I'll go, I'll just shoot his horse and then he won't be able to ride his horse away. And I'll just do that at a distance and I'll do it. And then it will be like, you failed. You alerted the guy and stuff like that, where you don't really have a lot of flexibility. And that's when you feel like you're bumping up against the edges of the game. Exactly. And I think that the difference between us and one of the reasons I feel less hurt by that is that I do less of the story stuff than you so far. It feels like, yeah, I've been focusing on the story stuff. and the non story stuff in a lot of cases doesn't suffer from that. Okay. So I had a situation just this morning where I was hunting a bounty. I was told to bring this dude in dead or alive. I come up on where he is. I've been encountering members of his gang everywhere mm-hmm. uh, in a certain area. And his actual like hideout was this wooden fort. And it was a very like uh, uh, far cry-ish sort of, I'm just going to approach this fort. I've got my bow. And like, how am I going to do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, uh, for people who are playing this game, I cannot recommend using the bow enough because it builds your health meter. Oh, really? Uh, like fighting it, does well, the same. Because it requires strength to operate. Okay. So you just get, like, your health will increase just by virtue of using the bow. That's a nice touch. Uh, which is, like, I have no idea why you'd ever use a long-range rifle in that case. I love, I mean, if you're in a shootout, which you often are. I get them with the bow. But, uh, yeah, no, no, that makes sense. And I, I like the fact that if that you can, like overcharge the bow essentially that if you that if your tension is too great the yes. you will start you'll start to lose accuracy that's a very good friction yeah a uh, little bit of frictive action it's a it's there's a, fun, a sweet spot on it the bow is impressive considering that we have had like so many fun bows in video games recently yeah there's an element where i um having played breath of the wild really want that ping headshot noise <laughs> Oh God, I forgot about that. Because that's so good, and also, this game does not have the, that. The the like gradual like kind of like zoom or like like honing in that you yeah. can use with the whatever not the accelerometer but whatever is on the yeah like the ability to it is an accelerometer in it's the an controller accelerometer just to kind of like tilt yeah. it and juice the, switch, the aim. The switch controller was so satisfying. It's so natural. That. It felt so good. Yeah. Oh, Breath of the Wild, great game. Um, um, so that was fun. Like kind of far crying that four. Yeah, and just sort of whenever you're on those. Side Side missions that are essentially they give you an objective in an area, mm-hmm. but then the game doesn't insist. Like the game's not trying to tell a story. Uh, Except the game for the story is, that you made. Yeah, the game is allowing you to tell your story about how you got this guy. Um, and then yeah, it concluded. Um, we're up in like the rafter. There's like two towers at one end of the fort, and I like pop around a corner and I shoot him with a revolver. But I want to shoot him in the leg because I want to bring him in alive. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd get a bonus for that, but I want to try. Uh, and so I hit him in the kneecap. He trips, falls down the ladder, and dies. <laughs> That's a nice story. And I was like, ah. And then I put him on my horse, and then we're riding away. And some other bounty hunters came up and tried to get his corpse. Oh, really? And Did, it, could you hear them saying like, yes, like they yelled that they wanted, they were like, that's, that's that guy he's wanted. And then they came after me and then it started to rain. I was riding. I went across a river and then the river like got more intense because of the rain and they got like trapped in it. Really? It seemed like it, oh, whether wow. or not it did, it felt like it, it felt like it. And that's what matters. And it was awesome. So they they were like, their horses are like struggling in this river. And one of them shot my horse out from under me. 
It was, it was awesome. Horses get hit a lot. They do, but I revived this one. This okay, one, good. this one, I, I went and bought like 20 horse revivers. So I'm All right. set on that. I guess my goal should be to play less of the story and go around. I haven't done any of the bounties. Oh, they're fun. So I didn't realize for a long time that like, uh, that the yellow icons represented story missions. Mm. I thought that, that represented everything. No. Just because there were so many of them. And I was like, there can't be this many story missions. There are. That, that's yeah. actually a very interesting thing about it. And then there's also those weird question mark areas that you'll wander into. Mm-hmm. Did you meet the dinosaur lady? Yes. I was going to ask you that in the last podcast, whether you found the dinosaur yet. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love found, this I game. found the dinosaur before the dinosaur lady. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I that's stumbled funny. into it. Like, literally fell down a well. <laughs> um, uh, these are dinosaur bones for those at home. This yeah, is not a living dinosaur. This isn't Turok, that although there are moments so of fog. <laughs> there um, are a lot. Saint-Denis, actually, there's some beautiful yes. fog that comes in. Yes. Yeah, Saint-Denis is the major, as far as I can tell, the major city in this game. Yeah. There, there are probably more. Maybe there's more. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were more, but it's definitely the most industrial thing that I've encountered. It's, really interesting uh it makes the original playstation 4 run like a snes game like it, it just <laughs> it shugs. just it turns into mode seven it feels <laughs> it just like i wish that they would downgrade what's happening because like it's just a lot of me like i want to go get my like get a bath and i'm like running to a hotel and the whole game is just slowing down as i try oh, to approach it it's bad it's, it runs pretty well on the pro i i mean it's it's just it's actually the most impressive sort of historical yeah, like relic that I've seen. It so has far. that it's um, really cool. Yeah, that Assassin's Creed vibe. Yes, definitely. Um, unfortunately, I was engaged in like a rooftop chase in one of the one of the story missions for it, and the game just does not. The controls do not lend themselves to rooftop chases or any kind of like anytime dexterity is required. You feel extra drunk and extra like yeah. over large. Well, and, and it uh, it really makes you feel like. I need it. It kind of all has that vibe of uh, Pac-Man, where if you actually press the turn button in Pac-Man when you hit the corner, you kind of bounce off the corner. You need to hit it mm-hmm. sort of before you get to the corner. Yeah, that makes sense. This game has a little bit of that, where it's like I am running towards a ledge. I am going to input the command to jump the ledge well before I am actually like in contact with the ledge, and then he'll sort of know to do what I said at the time he reaches the ledge. Yeah. It's it's a strange thing. Where do you get the bounties? You go to the, the sheriff stations or whatever, oh, okay. and like there's wanted posters. Once you clear your name, you can go to the sheriff station and hang out. Yeah, I don't have a real problem. I mean, you can clear your name at any post office. Yeah, and so uh, the max bounty I've ever had is like eighty bucks. Oh, I've but had some of their like three hundred. I have one in strawberry that's like three hundred. It seems as though you get into uh, violent conflicts with the authorities, which I don't do. If the authorities yeah. show up, I just bail. I don't kill them. Okay, I can't tell who the authorities are. They're that's the guys the with the. They, they wear like white hats and stuff. You can tell because oh, they're, okay. they're on your map too. So you can just be like, okay, they're coming here. Oh, I'm just I've out. Turned off my map. Oh, that's that's a dangerous way to live. I just yeah. run. I probably should turn the map back on. I think it's for verisimilitude. I would have. I probably would have accidentally killed lots of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'll give you that. Yeah. Your drunken hero might have murdered a lot of guys. Did you? Uh, did you get a shave and a haircut when you were in San Denis? Uh, not there specifically. Uh, my guy's now a cue ball with a mustache. He's very like Bill, Bill the Butcher looking. So I actually, that's interesting because speaking of bounties, uh, my friends at work were saying that. By changing your clothes, you make yourself less recognizable. That's what I've heard as well. Uh, and so, yeah, like there's ways to like 
to execute crimes like that. Yeah. Also, uh, I think with dynamite, you mentioned last week that you couldn't single handedly rob a bank. I think with dynamite you could. Uh, okay. You uh, just blow open the. There are doors on the back of the banks. I actually banks. encountered another. Well, we should try that. Yeah. Test that out. I encountered another thing that really pissed me off. So what's this? It's a slight spoiler. How big a spoiler? Pretty slight. There's a <laughs> there's a sequence later on where you're where you have to go through a house and clear a house of guys. One of the guys you can just get him to run away if you just point your gun at him. Yeah. Um, another guy will actually fight you, and then a fourth guy will start loading a gun while he's talking to you. He's an old man. He's lying in bed, and he then shoots himself in the head. I had to replay this mission because the save file didn't work and I closed out in the middle. Apparently I thought that like it had saved, but the mission is like longer than it seems. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had to replay it. And so this time I was like, I'm going to shoot the gun out of the guy's hand. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. No, it just kills the guy. Sometimes it lets you shoot guns out of people's hands. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. So, but this is, that's exactly like the sort of thing when you're on a story mission that they have a very concrete way they want it to play. Yeah. And so, it's almost like a different game in those sequences. It does feel, yeah, from what you're explaining, it feels like a different game. And I want to go and try, I'm not like thrilled because I still don't enjoy how the game feels, but I want to try that Far Cry-like mission. Well, I, I, yeah, I think that there's, the best way to think about it is that when you are in the missions, you're sort of an actor. Mm -hmm. Like you are controlling it, but really they just want to show you the story. Yeah. And then give you something to do with your thumbs during it. And then during the rest of the game, you are an actual person with free will. <laughs> um, it, but like, I think that the intent is that you are informed. The character that you play in the rest of the game is informed by what they show you in the story, which is kind of an interesting dichotomy, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but sounds like Luda narrative dissonance potentially, uh, that it do. Yeah. There are times when I am playing as Arthur Morgan and although I've accidentally done terrible things as Arthur Morgan, like where he will do in a, in a scripted scene, will do something really awful. And I'll just think like, I wouldn't behave like that. My <laughs> Arthur Morgan wouldn't do that. But I think that in some way that gives you permission to see a train going yeah. by and go like, I'm going to jack that it's train. The, it's the Trevor character from yeah. Grand Theft Auto 4, which is just the excuse. It's, it's five. five, right? Yes. Um, which is, which is like their attempt to address the Ludo narrative dissonance where, you know, he's, he's the character who would is, he's a sociopath. He right. would just do whatever the he worst He wants the thing. cops to come so he can kill the cops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's red dead for me. Yeah. It's, uh, the attention detail remains stunning. Um, have you have you played around with new guns of any kind? Yes. I went to a store. You bought a gun. I, I purchased a gun. So I went to the store and what I had... What were the background checks like? Uh, non-existent. So nothing has changed since 1899. <laughs> um, no, I went to a store um, and I was like, I want to... I always liked the book Shane as a kid. Uh, and there's a part in Shane where Shane is like this drifter who comes to this kid's house. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like his, the kid's family allows Shane to sleep in the barn. And then at one point the kid like sneaks up there while Shane is away and finds Shane's gun. Cause Shane has not carried a gun around. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they don't know anything about this guy, but he finds that Shane has this gun and it's this like blue black revolver with a white pearlescent grip and it is described in the most just like pornographic way in this book where you're just like this gun seems awesome right 
it's like total Chekhov's gun thing where the kid finds a gun and then you don't see it for a long time. And then it's like that gun's coming back. So it's like yeah. the whole story in some way kind of revolves around it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I was in this gun store and I was like, man, I should get a revolver. And then I realized you can customize everything about the guns. Oh, you okay. Can, so they, and it has effects on the performance of the gun. So you can take any gun. And then when you see the like graphs on the gun, it's like guns can be upgraded within that range. Yeah. And so then, you can also customize all the colors and everything. So then I spent $250 uh, making this Shane gun, right? So I have this revolver. Um, and then the awesome thing is that then when you're just like wandering around camp and stuff, everybody's like, whoo, Arthur, nice revolver and stuff. Man, this game. And it's so they thought cool. thought of everything. Because it does make you feel like yeah. it was... It, you know, this is all fake money in a fake place, but it makes you feel like, yeah, it was worth it. I also, it shoots better. <laughs> I think that what I'm realizing is that the other thing that I'm butting up against constantly is just the fact that maybe I don't like Westerns that much. Whoa. I don't really care about, like, the new guns. I don't really care Do about not trying like, um, out. They all feel vaguely the same to me. They're all heavy, and I appreciate that they're heavy. But, like, I, don't, I haven't been inside a gun store yet. Hmm. I, haven't, I have no desire to, like get a Shane gun. I would be more interested if like they had like created a Shane gun that was in there and you had discovered it and you realized that it was a reference to this book that you loved as a kid. But maybe, I mean, but like, it's cool that you can do in this case. It's like, I know the exact gun I want. And so then like I got to have that and now I am that guy. Right. You are Shane in some level. Yeah, I guess. I think that uh, one of my favorite movies when I was younger by which I mean probably just like four or five years ago, was uh, <laughs> The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Great movie. It doesn't hold up as well as you'd think it would. Really? Over the past few years, I've watched it two more times, and each time it's it's just as beautiful as it was. Yeah. Uh, like visually striking. Incredible looking. Incredible looking movie. Very like Terrence Malicky in its own way. Um, the storytelling and some of the acting and some of the themes just like don't, bear out quite as well as they as they once did for me there's a mission in this that directly references the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert the Ford. train heist the train heist where they they take a, a handful of shots they do the shot of like the the men in the woods with really like the the light going yeah. by and they like show their faces oh and awesome kind of like clad in these like kind of ghost like sacks over their heads yeah um it's a clear reference Except for that it looks, it's the one time that I thought this game looks ugly as sin. Dude, there are moments when this game looks like a PS2 game. Yeah. Like, shockingly but so. I think that in this case, it was because I was comparing it to the film, and I realized that the only reason I like that film is the only Western that I really like. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I like it is because it's so beautiful to look at, and it does all this weird stuff with fisheye lenses. <laughs> and I think that it made me, because I was excited for this game, thinking like, it'll be like playing the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. And true enough, like there are times when it is shockingly beautiful to look out at the mountains. Yeah. But I don't actually like any of the verbs of Westerns. Like you don't like what happens in a Western. Yeah. I like, I like all the interesting kind of like surrounding setting, but like, yeah, the, the verbs of like shooting, playing poker, fishing, hunting, these are not things that actually interest me. Mm. Um, which is why it's so interesting that I guess that I like Zelda as much as I do. Cause Zelda is in many ways a Western. Yeah, it kind of is. It's just but, like this drifter comes to town and fixes this city up. Yeah. 
I think he's from the country, but he can help these city folk come to grips with reality. So I think that that might <laughs> the reality being that uh, Dark Lord Goblin Ganon. Man yeah. is going to pig, that Pig Man would done it. Yeah, <laughs> taking the Triforce. Yeah, it's a classic tale. Um, <laughs> High Rule Noon. Uh, yeah, there is a person in my office who keeps calling this the game where everyone's a McCree. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. And I think yeah. that certainly an appreciation for that aesthetic and, and just the overall vibe and a willingness to buy into that type of like Americana yeah. is critical. Um, I also think though that there's something so sanitized and filtered about this. And it's like, you know, Arthur Morgan is like inherently progressive and like the gang is yes. progressive. And like, you know what? There are people I'm sure who are like, it's stupid. People wouldn't be like this. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck those people. You know, what's nice about this. Everything sucks right now. And this gets, makes me have an opportunity to pretend that things didn't always suck <laughs> that there's honor among thieves. Yeah. And just like this dude's a bad dude, but you know what? Even the bad dudes understood that all people were equal and that he could murder them all the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, he'll kill a bank teller, but he believes that women have the right to vote. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, there's people they too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and, and there's something just kind of, I, who would have thought that I would go to a rock star game for progressive views. <laughs> yeah. It makes me really wonder what, Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be like. Well, I'll look forward to finding out in 2028. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to keep playing that. It's great. What have you been playing outside of it? Because I sense that maybe it hasn't been holding your attention all the time. Yeah, I find myself wanting to do other things. So while I wait for Hitman 2 to come out, which I'm actually really excited about. Are you? Yeah. I, you know, I go back and forth. Oh, we'll see. I I didn't play the last one, but I'm, I'm kind of curious about this one. Um, I (laughs) purchased, uh, return to the, the return of the Oprah Din, Uh the new game by Lucas Pope who made papers, please. This game has been in the works for something like five years or something like that. An equivalent development time to Red Dead. (laughs) Yeah, roughly. But what by made by one man, um, it's an interesting game. It's a puzzle game. But it's really kind of a detective mystery game. Um, it's like you are looking at a uh, cork board covered in yarn and pictures of people. Am I wrong? You have a book that's the equivalent of the cork board. Oh, yeah. Not in that yarn. you're literally not doing literally, that. But, but yes. that's sort of the game. That is, is sort like of the game. Staring at something like in, that and going like, they're all connected. In this game, you play as um, an insurance. Is the term insurance adjuster or insurance investigator? some sort maybe and you're hired to go to to go and board this ship that has just appeared in like the harbor in england after having been missing for a long time oh that's cool so you board the ship and you have with you a like weird little compass and a book the book has the passenger list um some illustrations of the passengers like while they were on the ship so that you can kind of see what they were like in their everyday selves Uh and then um you walk around the ship and you try and figure out how, why there's no one on the ship. And gradually you find out that's because most people have died or maybe everybody has died. It's unclear. And you try and figure out then how they died, who, who they were and how they died. And you do this by taking your compass. And every time you see a, 
either a corpse or a ghost, you were able to travel back in time to the moment of death, which is like essentially a tableau that you can walk through. Sort of like, it's a, like frozen a frozen matrix moment in time. Moment in time. This is 3D? This is... 3D. Really? It's 3D, but it's designed to look like... Um, like it runs on like a really old Mac or IBM. So it's two colors. It's, it's, you can actually adjust whether you want it to look like a Commodore 64 is like kind of like magenta and black, or if you want it to look like the sort of like gray and green. Oh, the early wow. IBMs. I have it set to Mac. So it's this sort of, um, grayscale, grayscale, like almost beigey grayscale, mm-hmm. but it is fully 3d. It's really remarkable to look at, frankly. Yeah. I haven't seen anything of it. I've just heard about it. It's, it's a very cool game. It makes me feel really dumb. I'll, I started it and I played the opening section, um, which is where in which you solve essentially like three three deaths, and it's a nice little tutorial. It's and that's very, just teaching you like how many people were on, how many 60, are in the manifest? Sixty. Sixty people. That's a lot. It's a one ship with three floors, uh, three or four floors. Okay. Or I don't know decks. I suppose you would say. Yeah, that's what it would be. Yeah. <laughs> on the starboard um, side, matey. It's a. Uh, it's the anti red dead in so far as that like it is although beautiful very simple looking and is kind of there there's no real action it is simply just kind of assigning um names to faces but after you play the um the opening kind of like tutorial area it's and it's it's like very clearly disguised as a as a tutorial yeah. you know it's it's like not obvious and it 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 really empowers you and it makes you think this is going to be amazing i then started the second area and uh, got through part of that with like some, I was able to fill out the book a little bit more, but I was like, I feel like I'm missing something. And the game sort of tells you when you should be able to guess who somebody is with a reasonable degree of certainty. There's a lot of logic, logic problems kind of go into it too. You might know that someone, like if you meet, if you see someone's moment of death, if they said the name like, Peter, watch out, then you know that the person who is dying is not named Peter, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um so there's all of this, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of like complicated logicking involved, but what I didn't realize, what, what is the like stakes of this game? Like if you say that somebody is the, like if you assign somebody incorrectly, is there a penalty? Like no, what, it just what's won't tell happening? You. you don't know after, in order to like keep people from being able to just like spam the hell out of it, you only find out in pairs of threes if you have identified people correctly and their their cause of death. And so it's like you open the clue envelope, but there would be three things in it, essentially. No, it just checks it off. When you get three, when you oh, have three recorded in your book, it'll and they're all correct, it'll tell you. But you could have eight recorded in your book, and if it's not telling you that any three are, are correct, then that means that something's wrong. So and what, it can be a little finicky. Is there a timer on it? Nope. So it's just you have an infinite time to just sort of experience all of these people's stories. Yep. Cool. And there's a, it gets very, very complex and there's a lot of interlocking things. And what I eventually, I got, you know, pretty far into various different stories. And then I went back to the first one or not to the first one, but to the second one immediately after the tutorial. And I realized that there are only, there are only two or three women on the ship, maybe four. There's four women on the ship, I think. Out of 60. Out of 60. I was able to identify one of them. And then another one of them was um, uh, a, a woman from Thailand. So I saw these two English women and I had to identify which was which. And I could have just guessed. And I was trying to figure it out. And then I finally realized, you know, I was trying to do this in my head. And while looking at the book, I went back to the actual um, 
the actual sort of diorama, this, this moment of death for somebody else in which they were in the background. And I realized that you have to pay a lot more attention to the detail of the images than mm-hmm. I had initially thought. It's one like of a women, highlights what's different between these two images. If you look really closely, one of the women is wearing a ring. Oh, wow. And so you realize that she has to be Emily so-and-so because she's not Miss Julie so-and-so. Uh-huh. Um, because one of them happens to be named Miss so-and-so as opposed to the other one. It doesn't say that the other one's a Mrs. It's just that she clearly can't be a Miss. Right. I, in my opinion, and maybe I'm just kind of stupid and not attentive enough, the, as cool looking as it is, the kind of the, the monotone of the, of the like kind of grayscale that you have there isn't quite enough to, to demand that level of perfection. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like visually it just does not represent at that level, at the level that I would need it to, in order for me to be, I mean, it's actually, it's kind of nicely paired back, but at the same time, I didn't realize that I needed to be looking that closely. And that was a little discouraging. Is it plausible for you to have discovered that a different way? Like, are there different ways to piece together the same solutions? Probably, but I wasn't reaching it very quickly. And I soon felt like I was in over my head with various narratives that I couldn't track. I think that, I think two things about this game. One, I'm it's I'm a little bit too dumb for it. I would like to be the kind of person who really is really really good at these kinds of I've games. I've heard people beat this game in like a sitting. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe it. I okay. believe that there are people who are really good at these kinds of games, and I've never been one of those people. Like I used to struggle with King's Quest. Well, like, those games I, are inscrutable, yeah, and I like I, I used to struggle with Monkey Island. Yeah. Which is not inscrutable, but like, well, yeah, but monkey Island also is just dumb. Like it's just like combine these things until they eventually some are of the, the later thing. ones were more complex, but like I tried like uh tumbleweed park and stuff, or is it thimbleweed park? I think it was thimbleweed. Thimbleweed. Park. Yeah. I tried those and like these games just kind of like I butt up against them, unfortunately. And this is like a very, this is a serious mystery game. It is for people who really, really enjoy solving problems. And I kind of came up against the fact that, like, maybe I don't enjoy solving problems quite as much as I thought. So far, we're at things Matt doesn't like. (laughs) Problems. Westerns. Fish. All true. Yeah. I do think that this game would be a lot of fun to play with another person. I see. Do you think this is like a date night experience? To have two sets of eyes and two brains working out some of these problems would be a lot of fun, I bet. Interesting. Yeah. Um... I think I know of like two friends of mine who really like these games and grew up on these kinds of games. And I think that they would really enjoy them. Okay. Griff, if you're listening, you know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard nothing but positive things about this game and I would say that your review is actually pretty positive. It's just that you're not able to hack it. Yes. Oh, I think this beat is too rough for you. Yeah, it is. It is too much. (laughs) It is too much. I retired from the Oprah den. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. I might check that out, but honestly, I'm just going to keep playing Red Dead. Yeah, I don't think it's for you either. There are plenty of mysteries to solve in the world of Red Dead. That's true. With have, your gun. Have you encountered the the brother and sister in the cabin? No. You just save that for later. It's messed up. <laughs> okay. There's there's some genuinely like horror stuff that happens. Really? Corpses action. Oh, interesting. Uh, that, well... I clearly need to get out and explore a bit more. There's a lot. It's a big world, man. And I will say that it at first seemed very barren to me, Mm -hmm. like relative to something like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Uh, I would agree with that. But 
but then it increasingly it sort of is still but it also um the things that will happen in individual spaces will be a little bit more in depth so like what this game doesn't have is things like korok seeds yeah. where you kind of just are walking and you're like that looks kind of weird and then you get a little like ba-ching yay and walk not away a, not a huge loss in my opinion I think... I mean, Quarksies are fun. I would have never said that they were super important, but playing this game, I think actually there's a lot of value to them. Hmm. Uh, because they just sort of... They make environments more memorable. They, and they and break so things to, up. Yeah, they break things up. And they... I mean, I still feel like I could draw a map of Breath of the Wild's world, and I couldn't... I could barely draw a map of yeah, Red Yeah, I'm Dead's. with you. And Breath of the Wild benefits from the fact that they can do things like, say, there's an enormous monster climbing this mountain, yeah. which makes it pretty memorable. Yeah. Uh, but God, that game is so fucking good. Yeah, it is. It really is. But this game... So this game is not that sort of density, but... Um, but there's a lot of interesting little... Sh- like there's little stories episodes. that... Yeah, episodes yeah. that will happen... And then also sometimes there is this element of um, like I encountered some buffalo. You know what I mean? And oh, I, hadn't I haven't seen encountered that. any buffalo. And then I was just like, I'm going to hunt these buffalo. I would love to see what your map looks like compared to mine. I think that I have seen a lot more of the oh, land mass than sure. you without having been shown it. And I bet you that actually my mental model of the entire thing is tighter than yours. That's Simply by true. virtue of having found it myself. Yeah. Uh, which is essentially what you always do in Breath of the Wild. Yes, as exactly. To varied places. Have you met the cigarette card man? Yes, he's like, like my favorite voice acting in the whole charming game. Guy. Oh man, he's great. Yeah, I want to collect more cards for him. Yeah, uh, that fort that I was at, I got a bunch of cigarette cards out. of All right, I'll check that out. So uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. It is, yeah, and we're recording this a little bit early because I will be away during Thanksgiving. Mm. Uh, And so I thought that we should say what we're thankful for in the world of video games this holiday season. Do you want to go first? Uh, I don't really know what I'm thankful for. I guess Red Dead. I mean, I think it's really good. That's a good thing to be thankful for. I'm thankful that Matt got a PS4 Pro so I could get a PlayStation. (laughs) Uh, Those are both good things. What are you thankful for, Matt? Diablo Immortal. (laughs) Dude, what is... Why do people care? Because they have phones. No, 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 no. I think, obviously, they should make this game. It's a great idea. Why why is there any outrage about this? We were in my office when it happened, and this one guy was like, I can't believe they're making Diablo on phones. And I was like, obviously, they're making Diablo for phones. What are you talking about? People don't like to share their IPs with people that they don't believe deserve their IPs. So computer gamers don't think that mobile gamers deserve to get a Diablo. And beyond that, and they were all like, oh, this is just a mess. Like, it's not going to work. I'm like, obviously, it's going to work. What are you talking about? Like... It's Blizzard has enough money diff- to make it work. Yeah, and it's a different team. Yeah. Who gives a shit? They're still going to make your other Diablo. It's not as though they're just like, this is the only Diablo now. <laughs> like, like, it took them, what, a decade to make Diablo 3? And it's been less time since Diablo 3, and yet you're upset right now? <laughs> fans are the worst, except for our fans. Our fans are the best because they expect nothing from us and understand when we don't deliver. Yeah. And there's so few of them, arguably none, that... We have some fans. We do. You got a mom. you checked the email in a while? Yeah, I check it every day. Really? I mean, it's just like attached to my 
Oh. Shared inbox. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is. So no one told us how to use Deadeye. Oh, I figured it out. You click R3. Oh. And okay. also I figured out how to do the, the, dueling. Uh, the dueling. How do you and do And I explained dueling? it to everyone at work because no one understood it. How do you do the dueling? So it's, you pull, it's actually using the analog trigger on the right trigger. So it's like when you're in that moment before you pull, you just slowly pull that. And then it will like, that's like the speed at which you fill the meter. And then it just gives you more time to aim once you pull the trigger. Okay, whatever. It's it's silly, but like if you just all, all that's you need what to do, I understood that much, but I still couldn't get it to work. You just properly. need to pull very slowly, and yeah. then you just like shoot the gun. I don't right. know. I don't see why I have to pull the trigger twice to shoot my gun. No, you. I, I don't think you pull it twice. It's that you. There's like it fills up, and then you're aiming, and then the shot goes. Okay. You know what I mean. So you pull it once, but then the but I actual I'm pulling it slowly the first time. You're well. You're you're. It's all one pull. Okay. You're pulling it slowly, and then you're pulling, and then it, like you reach the pulling. end of the. Yeah, uh, there is a lot of pulling. Yeah, it sounds like pulling teeth right now. I, pull, I feel like it explaining this to you. Yeah. <laughs> this is our most car talk that we've ever been. Yeah, it truly is. Um, I, I really want to know though, like the design meetings where they're like, "This is the mechanic we will use. This is what it's like to shoot a gun." Like, I can't imagine that everybody was on board with this. I wish that there was more of a, like, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of how to explain this. A rock, paper, scissors vibe to it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I know. That's um, kind of what I want. Oh, that'd be fine with me. No, I wish that there was, I wish that when you were shooting in general, that there was a more frictive and satisfying feeling to like having to cock your gun. I think that would be really cool. Uh, cause right now as it is, you do cock your gun with one press of the right trigger. Really? Yeah. I hadn't really realized that. I think it sometimes auto cocks it for you. I, what generally happens is I enter a combat scenario and I pull out my gun with my left trigger. I go like, and then I look at them and then I shoot them in their fleshy heads. I mean, imagine if you had to cock the gun using the right bumper and then fire it with the right trigger. Except that like actual pistols, when you pull the trigger, cock the the hammer yeah there's like like it's just a threatening thing to do because it implies that you're willing to kill someone but, but like that's cool not you something you have that. to do i guess like on the bolt action rifles it would be cool if you had yeah. to like do something be like catching your boomerang in uh breath of the wild a game that we like fresh breath of the wild man truly that game is a box of eclipse gum you know what i'm thankful for what breath of the wild yo me too